Hello and welcome back to the 10 Drift Podcast and Happy New Year, everybody. Today I'm bringing you Barry Clapp with Graphic Effects, Tennessee Drift, and the Adrenaline Racing Series this year. We have a great chat, so for anyone that's wanting to check out one of those, definitely stay tuned for the full episode. You'll get to hear what's going on, what the plans are, and how much fun this year is going to be in Middle Tennessee. Thank you so much. So welcome back, everyone, to the 10 Drift Podcast. Today I have with you Barry Clapp, uh, owner of Graphic Effects, past runner of ten- Tennessee Drift, and uh, operator of a badass drift taxi. <laughs> yep, that's me. Fantastic. So do you have anything new going on with the drift taxi for next year? You or know, we're year, going to, um, well, this year... It'll it'll probably have to slow down a little bit. Actually, we're going to be doing so many different uh, things organizationally that I don't know how much time I'll get behind the wheel of the thing. Um, we are going to throw a new wrap on it this year. Where the color change thing's been often, but it's it's two years old. And it's time for a change, so we'll probably we'll probably wrap it up with the um, colors of the new Adrenaline Driving Series and use it as the flagship car for that little deal. Hell yeah. So whenever you take, whenever you take it out to the adrenaline driving, uh, are you going to end up doing like the show lap in it of showing off the course or? Yeah. Yeah. And what we'll do is there'll probably be, there'll probably be time in between things to probably take some ride alongs too, you know, three deep and, and let folks experience what this crazy new track's going to be like. That's awesome. I know I've noticed yeah. at a lot of the events, anywhere, anything from LS Fest to Formula Drift, uh, you always hear people talking about it's like, what can we be doing during that downtime to keep the audience yeah. going? Because you run into that point where things don't always go perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and especially in drifting, you've got you know you've got the judged element, so there's there's a lot of time there's a little bit of downtime in between runs and stuff, and. And people, people like us that understand what's happening, you know, it doesn't really bother. But folks in the stands that may or may not know what's going on, they kind of get to where, like, what's going on down here, you know. So it'd be cool to have something to keep their attention for. Absolutely. Because, I mean, when you look at it, anyone that's coming out to spectating is doing so for entertainment. And that's right. even though they may understand, hey, that was a close run, because sometimes you just mm-hmm. have a solid lead and a solid chase run happening. and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like whether or not how close they were and what's going to happen. If you're going to have three minutes of downtime, it's like, yeah. If we can get something out there smoking up the track, then hell yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, the worst thing in the world about a podcast or a radio show is dead air, right? Oh, absolutely. What's going on? If there's ten seconds of dead air, it just kills the thing. Yeah. So that's that's what that's like out there. People don't want to see a dead track. They want to see something moving. Hell yeah. Um, so just for those who don't know too much about you, I know you used to do Tennessee Drift back in the day, probably what, th- four or five years ago? Actually, longer than that. Um, I um, I founded Tennessee Drift. I started it. Okay. And we, uh, we had our first event in September of 2009. Wow. So it's literally, literally 11 years old this year. And, um, we had it out there at the fairgrounds down in Nashville, you know, yeah. and uh, didn't have any idea what we were doing back then. And, and <clears throat> actually had a lot of, 
lot of success. We had four uh, four events that first year. We did one every month, September, October, November, December. And um, we took a little break in January and hit it hard in February in 2010. So just kept it going. Um, but for those of you that out there that don't know me, I've, I've been around racing all my life. I'm from East Tennessee. We used to race on the dirt over in Smoky Mountain or Atomic Speedway that's not even there anymore. But um used to mess around with some street stock cars and some dirt late models and things like that. And then when we moved here to Nashville, there wasn't many, you know, dirt tracks around here. It's all asphalt. So I ran some modified street or sportsman type cars up at Highland Rim. I ran a super truck at the fairgrounds up on the big track for a few years. And uh had a good time with that. Of course, I've always had something to, to track or autocross or play around with like that. And um, it's so funny that me and my wife were on our way to dinner one night, and I had been down to Formula D and seen um, the big boys run down there at Atlanta like in 2007. Okay. And and I thought, like, man, I, I got to get me one of those. You know, it just looked like so much fun. Like I was a guy that was in the, I was in the round track racing, and and if you're a round track guy, you don't want the back end of the car sticking out. You know, you want to you you going around there as fast as you can and trying to keep it from sticking out. Sure. If you're running dirt, you've got to keep it out there, but but not as much as you think. You really don't want it out there as bad either, because because if you're sliding, you're not going anywhere. It's not fast. So you know, it took us a a little warming up to this drifting thing. Some some buddies of mine that live down in Atlanta were like, dude, you got to come down here and see this. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> and so I went in and, and it was a great show. It was back when Samuel Hubinay and Reese Millen and, and those guys were the big names, you know, nobody even heard of on getting yet. Yeah. And Tanner Fast and those guys, you know, they were the, they were the little guys. So, but we went and watched that and it was awesome. And I thought I got to have me one of those. So, I started hunting a car. I didn't have any idea. I didn't even know what drifting really was. And I bought a little S13 coupe. Um, started off right, at least, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, you know, right? And uh, found it in a barn up in Kentucky and brought that thing home and started hacking on it. <laughs> and then I ran my way to dinner one night with my wife. And we were driving home. You're breaking up kind of bad. Emma? Yeah. My service is horrible here at my house. I'm going to try to get in a better spot here. Hang on just a second. Let me see if this will be better. Is that better? That feel better? Yeah, that sounds a lot better. All right, cool. Okay. Let me just get out here for a minute. So anyway, we were on our way to, to dinner one night, and, and this guy pulls up beside me, and, and he's flagging me down. And, of course, we had our we were in the company truck and it had the wrap with the phone number on it and stuff. And this guy's calling me <laughs> going down the road and he's like, man, I need you to look at doing some graphics on my drift car. And I was like, you got a drift car. <laughs> tell me about it. Tell me about it. Where do you, where do you go to drift? How's this work? You know? And, and he says, well, man, you know, right now we got to go to Myrtle beach, South Carolina, or we got to go all the way to Atlanta or something like that to be able to do it. And I, I was kind of like, well, that sucks. I said, um, what if somebody could, why don't we have drifting here? And he said, there ain't no place to do it. 
And at the time, my my graphics company was like the official graphics company for the fairgrounds down here. And okay. I used to do their guitar trophies and cool stuff like that, okay? And so I said, well, what if I could talk to the promoter and, and uh, get us a Sunday afternoon or something where we'd go slide some cars? And he was like, dude, you'd be the king of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, all right, well, let's see what happens. And so I did, and I called this guy. And, uh, and he, he made me a little deal to rent the place from him. And, and I had to call and I had no experience doing this stuff. Yeah. And I called an insurance company cause I wanted to be sure that everybody was safe and covered. So I got a little insurance policy and, and we figured out what we were going to do. And we had that first event in September of 2009. And I'm pretty sure you can go on YouTube and, uh, and see some of those old TND events, um, I mean, no smoke, just cars with no power, just sliding around. Just people having fun. Yeah, just having a good old time. Well, it was a huge success. We had we put it out on like the forums. You know, forums were big back then. People don't even use them anymore. And and, uh, man, we had like forty people show up. People came up from Atlanta and came came down from Kentucky (laughs) and came down from Indiana and came over from the Carolinas. I couldn't believe it. There was people from like seven states came to that first different. And um, I thought, well, I think we've got something here. So we, uh, we just decided to form Tennessee Drift. And, uh, man, for about the next five years, we just we were going strong. We held, I think I did 40, 42 or 44 events over the next Holy four shit. or five years. And we did them at we did them at the fairgrounds. We did them at the super speedway in the front parking lot. <laughs> we ended up getting to where we could do them in there on the road course, and and man, that was the best thing ever. I mean, dude, that sweeper is um, so fucking sick. It's awesome. I mean, and see, people don't really realize that you know, Import Alliance does drifting now. Well, I, they used to do just time attack. Yeah, and I'm the guy that said, you know, you guys need to do drifting. This time attack blows. Nobody cares about that stuff, but the people that do it. And I'm the guy that hosted the first uh, Import Alliance drift event in 2011 at the Super Speedway. <laughs> I think I and, might have and, actually and, gone to that. As funny <laughs> as it is, it's like yeah, I, 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 I mean, there, there was one event I went to, and it would have been later in the year in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like September or something. And well, it, now we did an we did an October one that, that year, and that was the last public event at the Super Speedway yep. before it closed. That that was the one and I that, was at, and that was actually a, just a big car show that me and a guy named Evan Lemons put on, and uh, and it was me and Evan. And we did a we did a big car show. We did a drift thing. We gave we wrote a check to the to the uh, Wilson. Wilson, um, no, what's it called? Wilson Breast Center. It was in okay. October, and we wrote a check to the Wilson Breast Center for like twenty five hundred dollars. You know, it was really nice. a, really a, really a cool event and really a good cause and everything to do that day too. So, like, I remember there being a, 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 a mobile dyno there. At the, yeah, was, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it was just so crazy because that was like the first experience I ever had with drifting, and I just remember seeing nice. I just remember seeing an S2000 had to be booking like 90 to 100 miles an hour down the sweeper. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, that was us, man. That was that was me back in the day. And right along in there at that same time, 
I was thinking, man, you guys are having all the fun. I need to put me a car together. <laughs> and so I started putting that car together and, and I ended up trading that S13 uh, to a buddy of mine down in Atlanta who had an S14 that was just a rolling shell. Okay. And I thought that's that's what I want because it's a little bit bigger car. I'm a big guy, you know. Yeah. You know the feeling. And uh, so I got that little bit bigger car, and we started building it. And that car, that was the car that affectionately became known as the Bunny <laughs> because I did a I did a Warner Brothers cartoon character wrap all over it. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, and Big Bugs Bunny on the hood of it, you know, coming out of the carrot like the <laughs> end of the cartoon used to be. So, and then uh, so. I ran that thing for golly the next three or four years and just had a blast with it. Very cool. So, and then, you know, we can't, we got all the way up to where we were about to the, almost to the pro-am level and, and, uh, Louie and Andrew and I decided to do like a statewide competition deal. And that was that Tennessee, Tennessee state of drift. That was the first year that that happened. And Louie and Andrew and I put that together. And really, Louie was the, the point man on that. He saw he saw the competition stuff as more important than I did, and maybe even Andrew, too. I don't know. But we all just piled in with him to, to see if we could make it as good as we could. And I thought, well, shoot, that'll be awesome, and I'll drive in it, and we'll have a blast. And we had the first one of those at the Smoky State Stadium up there in Sevierville. Okay. And I won it. And and then we thought, you know, maybe that's not such a good idea. <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't uh, actually win any more races in my own quote unquote series. So yeah. I I backed out and I can definitely and be dangerous. That, well, I didn't want anything anybody to say home cooking or nothing like that. Oh, exactly. There wasn't any of that, but I wouldn't want anybody to to think that. And you know how people are; they somebody would would have to say that. Oh, without a doubt. So we, we quit, I quit doing that and I just helped run the series and, and Louie and, and, and Andrew really did the lion's share of the work. And I was just along for the ride on that because my, my little graphics business had started to grow and, and I was having to, to devote more time to it. And, and, and I really hated that. But then like in that next year, and I think it was either, it was maybe that next year when the, when Hooman and, and, uh, Louie decided to do that first um, Turismo deal. Yeah. That I kind of made the little announcement that I was stepping out of hosting events and, and got to devote more time to my business. And I would still come and drive and have a good time with guys and stuff like that. But that was kind of the, the curtain call for me as far as hosting events. And I guess that was in 06, 07, somewhere in that. Name. No, I mean, oh, that was in, uh, in uh, like about. 15 i guess yeah okay. i was about five years whenever human had that first turismo because that was right before that yeah and then i decided i was going to try to drive in that turismo drift deal and, and that was a lot of fun and that was i had a great time doing that and i had some mechanical issues at the fairgrounds and didn't get to have a good showing at that on that bank and then i i had a crash pretty good in memphis that Ooh. that bananaed the car a little bit. We had to put it on the frame machine and straighten it back up. Yeah. It was in practice too. And it was 15 minutes before my first run. And I had to go against Jonathan Naren oh, <laughs> right, right out of the gate. And it was so funny that, you know, he had all that power and, and I was in that, that car of mine had about 400 was all, and he was probably 700, you know, and, 
And so I was sitting at the line, and he was he was the number one qualifier, and I was the 16 seed. I was just barely <laughs> snuck in by the skin of my teeth. You know? And um, it was so funny, dude. Like, when we left the line, I was thinking, I got to jump his start because he's going to run off and leave me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was so funny that he was thinking that he was going to lag back and then try to rock it away from me and kind of trick me <laughs> like that. And so it worked out perfect for me that he started slow and I started as hard as I could go. And we come all the way out of that first turn. And I mean, I was on his door six inches from him and we were flying around through there. And I was like, Holy crap, look at me. I'm right on this guy. And I got so excited that I spun out <laughs> and did it to myself. You know, I was like, dang. So, <laughs> but, um, then you know it was over from there i couldn't do a good enough lead run to make up for that zero so he moved on but that was really funny to me that i laughed all the way back to the pits that i was on that guy and when we went to transition down there i I spun out because i couldn't believe i was so close to him (laughs) so anyway so but then here what's happened in the last six months is you know lou's been running the the pro-am stuff and then running the, the east 10 stuff and now he's branching off all the way into the carolinas over there z-max and yeah. running at bristol and he's just got so much on his plate and he's doing a phenomenal job but he's he's got so much to do that he called me up two or three months ago and he said hey man you want to get back into the game and, and take the middle tennessee area back over because but being spread so thin the middle tennessee areas kind of suffered a little bit you know sure and so I said, man, I, I, it's been on my mind to call you and ask you, and I'm glad you called me first, you know, because yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. So when he said, you want it back? I said, absolutely, let's do it. Oh, yeah. So so starting here in about a month, yeah. February the 22nd is the first uh, back into the old TND, Tennessee Drift, grassroots practice day fun day blah 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 whatever you want to call it <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna get back to just drifting and having a good time there'll be no competition there'll be no pressure okay. you know there'll be a 40 or 50 car cap run but, what you run come have a good time you know oh yeah so the first event's gonna be at beach bend right first event will be at beach bend um i have phone calls and multiple messages <laughs> left with <laughs> With all three tracks, with Beach Bend for more dates, with the Super Speedway for dates, and with the fairgrounds for dates, okay. and I want to do I want to do six or eight events this year, like it's supposed to be in our area, yeah. so that guys don't have to travel all over creation, you know, to to get to do what we love. So that's the goal. I'm just I'm just very impatiently waiting <laughs> a call back from these places to get us a calendar. Oh yeah. And so with any dates that we end up getting set up for this year, is it all just going to be track day, no comp? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> if you want to compete, Louie's still doing his pro-am thing, or there's, you know, there's all kinds of different um, other pro-ams, and, and there's other grassroots things popping up. I think there's something down in Florida that's, that's paying something crazy like ten grand to win or something. Yeah. So there'll be plenty of competitions if you want to travel and go to one, but you know, around here, you know, the Clarksville guys, they've got their little area. 
But them guys need to get on bigger tracks. That little place up there is so small that they're not learning a whole lot. Yeah, there's I mean, definitely. It can some, only teach them so much, you know. There's some cars that I think are like if you're still running bone stock, just a welded diff and a KA240, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that track is pretty much heaven for you because it's sm- it's mm-hmm. a small tight track that you can yeah. get the you most out of the, your car. But when like yeah, I've seen keep pe- the tires spinning, that's right. Yep, and, and you're typically at that point you have a car that your tires are lasting you four hours of drifting out there for one right, set of right. tires. Um, but then that's you see right. the people bringing out, you know, uh, Dustin bringing out his 700 horsepower LSA powered S14, <laughs> uh, I believe. And mm-hmm. it tears up. Or JT I, 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 or oh, any of those guys. Yeah. yeah. All the Corvette guys that were coming out and all that. It's it's too small a track for those cars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it like, I, I'm surprised that they keep it as tight as they do with as much tire smoke as they're putting it out down there because that is not a big area to send those yeah. cars. Yeah, it's small. I, I took the uh, I took the Infinity up there one time. And, uh, man, it was just too small. It was too tight for that track. That car, that car wants to stretch its legs. It wants to go. And that thing's it pretty heavy. It, it is. It, with three people in it, it's 500 <laughs> pounds. It's a, it's a big old fat girl. Boy. <laughs> she, likes to, she, she likes to make some noise, too. So oh, we got to have, have some, some room for her to stretch her legs. For sure, for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, so for uh, – do you have any thoughts on which track you'll be eyeing for your second, if it'll be NSS or uh, the fairgrounds? It totally depends on what they give us as far as dates. Okay. Uh, at the Super Speedway, everybody knows out there that Nissan's Nissan. parking cars out there, okay? Bastards. And, <laughs> and what they, I know, right? Ruining that place. is just a giant parking lot. Well, what they've told us is um, that Nissan has a contract all year long to park cars out there. But they do it in like five week shifts. Okay. And then and then there's about three weeks of nothing, and then they like they they pump them in there, they store them, and then they bring them out. Gotcha. And for two or three weeks, about every quarter, roughly. Okay. Uh, there should be a two or three week window where we could get in there and have an event. So, uh, the guy over there at the track is supposed to, I called him today again and left him a message and he did text me back and say that he'd been dealing with a death in the family and blah, 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 that he'd get back with them tomorrow and see about getting us some dates. So stay tuned. There will be more than one or two, hopefully three, uh, super speedway events. That would be amazing. Um, it's 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 coming. It's gonna happen. We're gonna come back out there. So I'm definitely hoping. Place. I'm definitely hoping it will. It would be the road course, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you know if has there been any talk on if it's going to be the open pits or being able to use their actual pits that they have? You know, every time we go out there, that's always on the table. He makes us pay a little extra to use the garage area. Yeah. So it just depends, you know, I tr- sure. maybe the first time it, it depends a little on the weather. If it's just, if it's in the early spring or the late fall, then I don't mind doing it in, out in the open. Yeah, It's that event that we do in either July or August where it's hot as balls and it's you yeah. need some shade. That, the that concrete's I try to 140 get the degrees. <laughs> right, right. That I try to get the, the cover garage. So. That makes sense. But it's. He he charged like it's four grand to rent that place. 
It's four four thousand dollars a day to rent a place. He'll charge insurance. us an extra. He'll charge us an extra fifteen hundred dollars to rent the garage. Oh man! And then you got to pay, you know, a grand or fifteen hundred bucks for insurance. Yeah. So you can see real quick that, that it, adds you know, up. and then you then you add, you know, I don't I don't ask anybody to work for free. You got to pay for having fire and rescue there. It ends up being, you know, a seven or eight thousand dollar nut you got to cover. Yep. So that's that's why it's one hundred and fifty, hundred and seventy five dollars to drive out there. Makes sense. But you know, I look at that as, you know, if you if you want to go and like, have you priced going out to the new Corvette road course just to grip drive for a day? It's four hundred bucks. Oh wow! And I'm like, holy crap! And if you if you want to go do it down at Road Atlanta, it's more than that. Oh yeah. I saw the iTrack guy. Not the iTrack guys. Who was it? It was a similar deal like that. That was going to do have a track day at the new Circuit of the Americas in Texas. Yeah, it's over a grand <laughs> to go and drive your car for a day in that, the, that in is the a novice track, class. <laughs> Dude, I would if I had the money, I would do it. I yeah, mean, right. I would do it because, like, I I I've taken some laps. I I do i racing, and I it's a freaking cool track to drive. It's very challenging. Dude, absolutely. But like, I would do it for real if it if it wasn't so far away and so expensive. Oof. Yeah, that that would be an intense one. But I mean, I feel like with the speed that you're getting at NSS, that it's the closest thing you're gonna get to, like a, a like an FD style track. Well, here's the deal on that. I've been down the hill. I've been I've driven at Grid Life twice. Yeah. So I've been down the hill at Road Atlanta into turn 10A and 10B, and it's not as fast as it is out here at the Super Speedway. True. The, the Super Speedway is faster than that. Um, when you're going down that hill into 10A and 10B, you're entering that turn anywhere between you know 80 to 95 miles an hour. With butt and cheeks clenched. Yeah, that's right. Because there's, a, you know, kitty litter. You know, if you if you miss it, it's off into the gravel, and you're in there. They got to come tow you out. Yeah. But if you if you do it right at the super speedway, like I, I mean, I've been clocked at I've been clocked at 115 at the super speedway going into that going into that sucker sideways in that big old four door car with three people <laughs> in the sucker with me, <laughs> just hollering. <laughs> are you going to have a radar gun at the speedway do you think you know listen to this I, I i used to back in the day i used to have a radar gun and we would take it and we would clock guys and see what it is but i've got a buddy of mine and if i can pull this off it's gonna be really <laughs> cool i've got a buddy of mine that's a cop down here at mount Juliet, and i'm gonna try to get one of those tow behind radar stations that they put out here on the side <laughs> of the road the, your speed is it, whatever. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would be the best fucking thing ever. I want to try my best to get one of those out there when we go to the Super Speedway. Oh my so god! It, and we'll, and if, we'll sit it right there on the banking on the outside of the corner where people can see it. If we can get it like and a top scoreboard, that would be the greatest. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I mean, fastest <laughs> fastest guy wins. You know, I mean, and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> Everyone they, chips you know, in to donate into a pool of money of who can enter the fastest without going yeah, off track. Yeah, everybody put a five spot in, and then in the winner gets a hundred bucks or something. You know, whatever. That'd be great. But it'd be cool. I mean. The only trick on the dang super speedway is they they don't want you going off into the grass, so they True. put two truck tires out there on the outside of that corner. 
that tore some people I mean, up. <laughs> well, and I don't, I don't get that. You need to learn your car and you need to drive under control. I mean, I've, I've been around that sweeper how many times and I've never been off in the grass. I don't yeah. understand how you do it. You just, you just overdrive your car. You need to, you need to take your time and learn how to do it before you just go flying off down in. Absolutely. Um, so talking on some of the other courses, uh, do, do you know what layout you're going to want to run for beach bend? To me, the only layout at beach bend is the, uh, is the LS fest course. That is it's, definitely it's, my favorite. It's the biggest, fastest way to run that track. You get the biggest launch, you get the most speed, you get to ride the big, long sweeper the right way. Cause yep. the, the sweeper at the other end is kind of downhill and it's funny. The car will kind of skate on you, but at the, at the turn, they call it the, the, the round track three and four in down there. It's not, it's pretty level. So yeah. to, to do that and to ride the wall and then to come diagonal back across the track and, and have that rear zone that you got to stick the back bumper in, that's just the coolest freaking thing ever. And then you end with a nice little wall tap as you come out of the, corner but it's slow and control where you're not going to tear your car up definitely yeah i as a spectator that's definitely been my favorite way of watching because i've seen uh i i've seen ia do drift events out there a couple times and they've changed up a little bit between last year and this year or i guess the last two years and yeah, and they're, just, good. they're good dudes, but they, they don't, they don't listen real good. We're trying to tell them <laughs> to do it the other way, but, but they're kind of limited. They, they expect so many cars that, you yeah. know, they've got us pitting over there in the drag racing area. Yeah. I and think so it's they just, set up a way to try and get it so they can chain people through as quickly as possible is what they're, that's right. Is. That's right. And, and they've got so many people coming to that thing that that's what they need to do. So you can't blame them for that. That makes sense. And, and pitting us over there in the drag racing pits, it's just more natural to come through and enter under the walk under and go that direction. So, but you don't, I mean, you can, you can go flying off down in there and do the sweeper that way, but it's a downhill entry going that way. And it's a little shady. I know like, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, my you gotta ex- be ready for that. My past experience with the beach bend has been mostly LS fest and IA. Um, is, Pitting over in that drag area, is that the more common type of setup? Or, like, do you know how you're going to want for spectators? Or I don't know if you have much vendor interest already going on or anything like that. Well, for the T&D stuff, you know, there's not a, it's not a huge crowd. Yeah. For the T&D stuff, we, we end up with 35 or 40 cars and, and you know, three or 400 people on the ground. It's not like it's a big show. Sure. If it if it happens to grow a little bit, and which I'm sure it will as it ages here now that it that it's going to get kicked back off, but you know if we can get a little car show interest going and getting some guys coming and bringing some extra folks, Beach Bend actually does their own you know food vending deal, so I I don't really have any control of that. Gotcha. But we will be as it grows, be happy to talk to you know different folks about you know maybe paying a hundred bucks and putting a tent up to sell their stuff, whatever. I'm, I'm more than willing to let any of that happen. Generally what we do is at the end of the track where the gap is, we pit down that grassy hill right there. Okay. And, and then in the, in the big spot off to the right is where everybody kind of stages. So that you can come right in the track and then we grid right there in, 
turns one and two of the round track and that's where they launch down the backstretch. So, and that's to me that's just the smartest best way to do it and then the whole other area like all the way down the backstretch where the bathrooms are over there that red building sure all all of that can be car show and vendors and it's nice and open and plenty of room for people to walk and enjoy and whatnot so so pretty similar to the good. ls fest layout for that it'll part. be very similar to that yeah that's awesome in in fact on into the year like this first one in february we're going to be there by ourselves Okay. But on into the year, they actually do uh, Saturday night testing and Sunday drags. So we will be kind of sharing the, the property with the drag racing folks. So we'll still have our area, but they'll be, you know, on down yeah. and, and using the staging lanes and they'll be drag racing, you know, practice going toward the end of our event. That's cool. So it'll be fun. It'll be a good show. We, I've just got to figure out how to how to split the gate up from them and, and us till we don't get cheated or anything, but we'll figure all that out. I know one other question I got asked uh, to ask you uh, from Willie. Um, for if we get the fairgrounds, uh, do you know which layout you're wanting to run for that? Man, I'm, I've gone back and forth. I, I freaking loved watching them big cars run that bank. Yeah. Cause you just, you just don't ever get to see that, you know, you don't ever get to see a drift car on an 18 degree bank riding the wall. That's I, something to see. That's amazing. I know that's what he's hoping for. Well, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I think there's a way, I think there's a way that we could run two courses at the same time. If we, if we have radios and our, our course workers are on their toes, okay. I think we could stage guys up on the back stretch of the big track that want to run the bank to come around and then come in just like we did the Turismo thing. Okay. And then either every other car or whatever, the guys that don't want to run the bank could stage on the front stretch and just go down the front straightaway and pitch into that first turn. Okay. Like we used to do it back in the day. So, I think there's a way to do both. Like the the low horsepower car guys, they're not going to care about the bank because they can't do it anyway. Sure. And and so they could stage at let's call it NASCAR turn four, and they could go down the front straightaway and then pitch into the quarter mile track, and then the guys that are running the bank coming backwards through turn two and then turn one will pitch into the little quarter mile track in the same spot so that if you end up doing the quarter mile the same direction and there's never any kind of a head on look so but i think we can figure all that out i think that's Definitely. doable um i feel like i'd heard some news happening for the natural fairgrounds of something getting torn down or rebuilt or maybe i'm off on that well the biggest news is that they ousted the old promoter that's right. They they got rid of um, they got rid of that guy that was the old um, old promoter that had done so many people wrong and and dirty and Hooman can tell you about it. Louie can tell you about I it. Bet. I can tell you about <laughs> it. Everybody that's been down there and had to deal with that guy can tell you what a crook he was. And he was months behind on his rent and hadn't paid his 
concessions bill and just oh, many, many things that, that stacked up against him. And they finally just ousted him and, and canceled his contract. And, and, uh, they've got a new guy in there. That's, that's going to host some, some events that actually is either part owner or one of the promoters of the ARCA series. Okay. That's right. That's right underneath NASCAR that you actually see running on TV. And that's so awesome. that is good. That's, that's real good for racing in Nashville in general. Yeah. Hopefully so, we'll see a lot more events out there then. I think, I think he's definitely going to do his six or eight. I think the dang, um, what do they call them little cars? The not sprint cars, but the, the USAC, um, silver crown cars are going to run on the big track at Nashville. And those things are basically, they're basically, um, sprint cars without wings and they got little bodies on them instead of being open wheel. And they'll, they'll run, they'll run three wide around that place. It'll be it'll be something to see, to, and they'll they'll be flying. They'll be the fastest thing ever run down there. Oh man! Um, um, let's see, let's see. I was trying to read through any other questions. Yeah, because John Elrod, which was one of my most needed to know question, was NSS and how many times at NSS, which we got that. <laughs> I, I saw that post. John, we're that, coming, man. Yeah. We're coming. <laughs> I, that is probably the best news out of this i just can't wait um we're we're coming we just got to get all the details figured out well we're coming the nss will be alive and well under my uh under my rule here we will get back over there so, um for anyone that's wanting to actually drive the events are you gonna uh like post up any uh safety requirements for single for tandem for ride along you know, basically what we will do back in the day, what we did was we charged, uh, we charged everybody $10 a head to get in the gate and we charged an extra five to buy that ride along wristband that you can use all day long, to ride as many times with as many guys as you want to. Okay. So it makes it nice and easy. Just as long as you've got the right color wristband, you can hop in anybody's car or anybody will let you. Okay. Um, we don't do the, you know, only one ride, only two, this, that, and the other. We sure. don't fool any of that. It's too, it's too constricting the way we do things. We're going to be, we're going to be a lot more relaxed. We're going to be a lot more about just, you know, the old keep drifting fun thing. Yeah. That's going to be us. As far as a single car run, all you've got to have is, you know, make sure your wheel bearings are in good shape. Make sure you got all your lug nuts on. No loose items inside the car. Stuff like that, battery tied down, just good and safe, and then go have at it and learn. Okay? Now, your skill level will factor into whether or not we're going to let you tandem without a cage. Okay. Right out of the gate, we're going to say no. You have to have a cage to do tandem runs. Now, if somebody comes out and drives a couple of events and we see that they really do have a good control of their car, then, then that may change to a maybe, <laughs> but, but I'm not going to tell people right out of the gate, yeah. come out and tandem your car with no cages. Cause sure. I just, I'm a safety girl. I'll, I'll admit it. And, uh, I mean, I've, and it's because of my own experience. It's not got anything to do with any body out there on track. 
I will, I will be glad to stand toe to toe with anybody that comes to any of my events and challenge them to be a, to prove that they're a better driver than I am. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, I would not want to tandem with another car without a roll cage. Yeah. And so, and so I'm not going to allow it unless I really trust you and that you are really good at what you can do. And you're, you're going to be required to wear a helmet. Now I'm not going to say it's got to be an SA 2015, you know, blah, 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 make you go buy a $300 helmet. I mean, for what we do and the speeds we run, you know, a motorcycle helmet, DOT helmet's good as long as it's not just a skull cap or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend you be in at least a, you know, if it's an open face, it needs to be a good helmet. Let's put it that way. You're not going to be able to run a dang football helmet or bicycle <laughs> helmet or something silly like that. Cause I've seen guys try it, you know, let me go get my but, paintball mask. I know. Right. Let me, let me go get my, uh, yeah, let me go get my hockey goalie mask right. and let's go at it. That ain't going to be good enough, <laughs> but it ain't that, but it ain't gotta be a full face crazy. You know, yeah. I would recommend a full face, but look, I don't even, I don't in the taxi, I don't run full face helmets. Yeah. It's part of the experience to see people smile. Yeah. No need and to so, go out and spend $500 at Simpson just to get the right helmet. Yeah. I mean, I run open face helmets in the taxi, but they are the right thing. They are, you know, racing yeah. helmets. They are the nice big racing helmets. They don't just stop at your ears and a boom mic. In them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're the real thing. So, you know, as far as that goes, I mean, other than that, if you, if you're into drifting, you ought to know what it takes to have a safe car. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The, the beginner guys will, will need a little bit of tutoring and whatnot, but, but if you've been doing this for any amount of time, you know if your car's safe. And, you know, I will say this. You need to work on your car at the house before you bring it to the track. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that drove me bananas was we almost lost the super speedway one time because we had a parking lot event out there. And we pitted right up there by the front gate, which turns out is right where spectators come through to watch the NASCAR stuff, right? Yeah. And some insert your favorite expletive guy freaking changed his oil on that piece of asphalt without a drain pan. Oh no. He freaking drained his oil into Walmart bags that were dripping and pouring and then went and tried to pour them in the trash can. And he made a stain on their beautiful blacktop up there you know, six feet by six feet. Yeah. And, and it almost cost us the super speed. Oh man. So yeah, that that's entirely unacceptable. I mean, right. But, but why do you even have to say that? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what dummy thought that that was okay is what I want to know. Like so I always I find never it, did get to meet the guy. <laughs> like, I, like I find it bad if someone's running actual coolant at a track instead of just pouring water into there, that's a whole different damn level. Yeah. Yeah, which I can, I'll admit, I can be guilty of that sometimes. Yeah. If I've got a, if I've got a high dollar motor, I mean, I want to respect rules and stuff. But if I've got a high dollar motor and I don't want it to overheat, I can almost understand sneaking some cooling in. You know what I mean? But sure. holy crap! Yeah, that, that's a let's whole just, other level of douchery. Let's just drain my oil pan right here in front of everybody. <laughs> 
So oh, man. Please, please, please don't be stupid. That's all I ask. I'm a real easy guy to get along with. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm just as easy to get along with as anybody, as long as you just aren't stupid. And I just have a really low tolerance for stupid. <laughs> and so stupid is what gets you thrown out of my event. So just don't be that guy. Yeah. Just be cool, be smart, and you'll be fine. I mean, <laughs> we've had a blast. We had a blast for five years and had very, very few problems. So I just plan on keeping it that way, you know? Have you talked to any of the it. local three uh, H's of Formula D that live near here to see if they're going to want to come out or anything? You know, I, I want to reach out to some of those guys. I haven't yet, just simply because I don't have a schedule. Okay. Um, I know. Uh, I know that Taylor Cole will come. I know that you know. Of course, Human's going to come. He'll he'll come to as many as he can, and he's yeah. he's awesome to be around. And I mean, there'll be some, there'll be some other guys that, that end up tagging along with those guys. The, the, the biggest thing is we just need to, to get back to being us and to, to being what started drifting here in Nashville, just having some fun and, and creating a good fun atmosphere and, and guys like that, will they'll get, they'll get drawn to it. For sure. I'll they think, like, they like. I think Hearst is only about an hour or so away from Beach Bend. Oh Yeah. He, he, he started at our events. I mean, that's where he learned. Oh, that's Human awesome. learned at our events. Human's a funny story. Man. Human was at my very first event in 2009. Human's a funny story in general. I he love is. Human he's so a great much. guy. I love, <laughs> I love him to death. He's so much fun to, he's fo- so much fun to poke at and to, and to, and to hang with and all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. He's just a good dude, he's just a good dude all the way around. But, uh, I, I love telling people that, that my, my cone worker, Miss Donna and Mr. Um, Mr. Uh, Scooney, they, they used to make, they used to have so much fun with Human when he first came to those first <laughs> two or three events. Cause he was in that same red 350Z that he just now stopped running, oh, but it was bone stock. And when he first started coming, he's just like all of us that had, we had to learn and he could not do it, dude. He was spin out king. And he had the awfulest time, just like we all did, of finally oh, yeah. getting the hang of it. But then one day, man, it clicked. And all of a sudden, that dude could drive, and he started getting better. And he never, hardly ever missed an event. And he came every time we had one, he was coming. And he learned, and he, you could just see in his eyes that he wanted to learn how to do it. And he started getting better and better and better. And, of course, now, you know, fast forward 10 years, he's freaking pro, too. So. Yeah, with – well, soon to have a different car, but yeah, that even is, you know, LS7 350, that thing was mean as shit. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> same car that he started with. That's what's funny about it. That's the same 350Z that he came to that first event with that was bone stock. That's nuts. And just little by little, as he got better, he improved the car, and then he'd catch up to the car. And that's what drifting is, man. You get a good, reliable car under you and that you like and you can drive, and you drive it until you're a better driver than that car. Makes and sense. then you improve the car and you make the car better than you. And then you learn to drive it again and you get that, get to where you're better than the car again. And then you improve the car again and then you learn to drive it again. And it takes doing that three or four times before you're a really good driver. I drove that same 240 SX for seven, six, seven years. And it went from a, stock five three in it 
to uh let's see the first motor we built was a d-stroked uh five seven that would turn eight thousand rpms <laughs> and that sucker sounded good but didn't have any torque it was all high in horsepower yeah and so and so it would get in trouble and you and i'd have to clutch kick that silly thing. and then we <laughs> went and then we went the other way we built a naturally aspirated 6.0 that probably put down probably 410 or 420 at the wheels. And then we supercharged it. And then by the time it was all said and done, the very last motor that was in that car was a, was a supercharged 408, which is now the same motor that's in the taxi. And it's five, it's 525, 585 torque at the wheels. Shit. And in that little 240 SX, that little car weighed 2,600 pounds. And uh, it was a it was a little monster. It was fun to drive. Oh, dude, I bet. But, no, I mean it would, and it would go anywhere you pointed it, man. It was a good time. <laughs> but but the taxi, I mean, it's thirty five hundred pounds with nobody in it. So it's a big old fat car. And what's yeah. funny about that car? Nobody knows. Is they watch me? They watch me sling that thing around the super speedway at hundred miles an hour, and they have no idea that that car doesn't even have a drift setup under it. <laughs> It has a set of BC racing coilovers in the front. It's not even coilover in the back. It's still a spring and a shock, but they're BC racing, but it's still a spring and a shock on each corner in the back. Yeah. Welded up the diff, and I'm out there freaking pounding on it. It's still got a street car set up under it. Yeah, that's a party animal, though. And there's no no angle kit on that car or nothing. It's just... It's just... The nut behind the wheel <laughs> where it needs to go, you know. <laughs> Pretty much. So. Um, I know there's definitely some younger fans of drifting out there. Is there any sort of yeah. age limit that you'll have out there? They just gotta have a dri- valid driver's license. Okay. So, so like a you know a, a dad could bring his 15 year old with his learner permit for all I care, <laughs> as long as, as long as the dad's safe with it, you know. Yeah. Cool with it. The a kid with a a sixteen year old kid with a driver's license and a two forty SX or a Fox body Mustang or whatever he wants to bring can come out and and we'll start showing you how to do it. Oh yeah. Um, and that's another thing that I want to make sure that we get back to in the scene here in Middle Tennessee. When I first started it, dude, everybody was so cool with everybody that anybody would answer anybody's question. There wasn't that elitist mentality anywhere yeah. in our in our club then there was some guys down south of us that thought they were better than us there's some guys up north that think they're better than us and they're hard to talk to sometimes and we're not going to be like that if you're going to come to a tnd event i want you to be able to talk to anybody because we need to grow the sport in this area and get back to where it was and i know definitely any east 10 event i've been to the pits are some of the friendliest places you can ever be at, at a racetrack Yes, and Lou and I have talked about that, and, and that's really an emphasis that we both share. We want to keep it that way. We don't want anybody thinking, no, I'm better than you. You, go, you need to go ask them if you've got a problem. <laughs> no. If you've got a problem or if you want to learn something, if, you, if you're having a problem with a particular part of the track, and I find out that you didn't come to me, I'm going to be mad because yeah. I want to help you with it. And I want, I want everybody else to be the same way. 
Most definitely. I will drive your I will drive your car for you. <laughs> I will get in the passenger side with you in your car and tell you and show you what you're missing and fix your your problem. We'll help you. I want I want you to be comfortable asking. Just wait for the day that someone asks you what they're doing wrong and they show up with an automatic with an open diff and <laughs> it's already happened. It happened. It happened. It happened five years ago at beach Bend. a guy with a 300 ZX. Oh, geez. He was like, I don't, I was like, do you have an e-brake in the car? No. Have you welded your diff? No. He goes, come show me what I'm doing wrong. And I'm like, um, you've already said what you're doing wrong. <laughs> There's not going to be a lot I can show you in a car. That's not set up to drift. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There's a couple of things that you need to do before you come back. So I helped him a little bit. We talked a little bit about it. But it wasn't, it wasn't in the cards for him that day to be able to do anything but slide to the right. <laughs> when, he slid, when he slid to the left, it did not slide very well. <laughs> Fair enough. He was Mr. One Tire Fire. You know? <laughs> so yeah, um, get your car ready and get it set and then, then come and let's, let's teach you how to do this. <laughs> And I know we, we've answered quite a few questions. I'm sure that the people that are wanting to both drive and attend these events have been wondering. Um, but I know you're also on social media plenty. And if anyone ever has any questions, yep. hit you up or the, the group, the, I'm sure. The page, of course, is Tennessee Drift on Facebook. Um, I do just about everything on Facebook. I'm not yeah. very good at keeping up with Instagram, so I'm I'm, I'm going to be slowly trying to learn to be better at that. But <laughs> I'm an old man, so you know, y'all young kids, bear with me on that a little bit. <laughs> um, there's my personal page. There's my BC Driven page, where that's where we handle the drift taxi stuff, um, and all of that is those three pages. If you can't figure out that we're about to have a drift event, then you're not paying very good attention. Fair enough. Uh, and then I did also <laughs> want to ask you about the adrenaline racing series. Dude, this is, I'm so excited to be doing this here. This is, this is not, this has never been done on the East coast. No one place in America that this has even been tried out in California. And it was several years ago with, with Mr. Block. He tried to do it. He did it a little bit, but, it didn't last very long and it wasn't very well received. And I think it was more because he just got some of his drift buddies together and they just kind of did it. Yeah. Okay. And like, well, haven't like X games kind of done it in like a more so rally kind car of, setup, but yeah. And they're, they're doing it with those global rally cross cars, which is, which is cool and all, but that's just, that's so far above where we are yeah. that we can't, we can't go build a hundred and fifty thousand dollar rallycross car to go have fun. Why? Why can't so, you have a two thousand pound, six hundred horsepower all wheel drive Fiesta? What's wrong with you? I there? know, right? I mean, <laughs> I should go. I should go find me one. Like, like, let's build two of them. You know, so we can go play. I got one. It's in there in my. It's in there in my simulator room. It's in on iRacing. I've got. I've got three or four of them. That's so. fair. <laughs> oh gosh, that's the only time I'll ever get to drive one of those. Dude, things. you're not wrong. I'm telling you, it'd be cool. But anyway. But here's what here's what happened and how this adrenaline driving thing has come to be. I got invited with the taxi because of that taxi. It's so funny. I got invited because of that big old four-wheel car to go to an autocross event over in uh, or down in Atlanta at the Summit uh, Summit Racing Motorama, this 
massive car show that they do down at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And they do autocross there. And it's all these pro touring, you know, awesome looking Camaros, Mustangs, old stuff and new stuff all together. And they just do their little cone dodging thing. Well, there's a guy that lives here in uh, Middle Tennessee named Brian Finch. And he is a sponsored BF Goodrich driver. He's a, he's a, a Baja racer. He and his team have won the Baja buggy class five years in a row out there. Damn. I mean, he's a bad dude. And he's got this 70 Camaro that's got 335s all the way around. And it drives like a go-kart, dude. It literally, <laughs> everywhere he goes, it just, he wins when he goes somewhere to compete. And they call him Fast Finch. And uh, he was on, do you remember that funny show a few years ago called Are You Faster Than Redneck? Yeah. He was he was one of the drivers, <laughs> and him in that 70 Camaro outran a guy in a Lamborghini. <laughs> because he because he's a better driver and uh that that show would have been successful if they hadn't had such an idiot as a as the the host of it he was just too over the top redneck but it was really fun to see those old hot rods run against those modern new cars and and either hang with them or even beat them sometimes i just I thought remi- that was a great format that just reminded me of uh, whenever I was bringing this up to someone the other day, uh, they were asking if it was like that show on Netflix with Farouk. Absolutely. The uh, hyperdrive. Yep. In fact, one of the hyperdrive drivers, if you watched every episode, the old man, the tooth former, yeah, with the old uh, 71 or 72 Trans Am. He's going to drive in it. He's, oh, he lives up in Kentucky, and he signed up to be one of our drivers. Oh, yeah. We've got we, – it's kind of funny. We've, we've already – well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me yeah. slow back down. You're good. So I go down to the Autorama, and I help uh, Brian give ride-alongs for two days. But I drift the entire autocross course. I'm never pointed straight all the way through that sucker. Were they okay with that? <laughs> they couldn't say a word because I never knocked over any cones. <laughs> <laughs> I never hit a cone. I, I, I slung that big old fat wide car through their little tiny autocross course over and over and over again and never hit a cone. And they could not believe it. And they were just, they were blown away by it. And and they were giving ride alongs. Brian was there with his Mustang. That's the BF Goodrich ride along. Share the ride, they call it. Um, share the ride car. And he was giving people rides. And he, so he was putting people in my car too to help because they were lined up a hundred deep. Oh shit! Well, it got to where when I was coming back around in the staging lane, you could look over and see the fans all lined up. And they were counting the people in front of them, and they were letting people in front of them and backing up in the line <laughs> to get in that infinity yeah. and to ride with me. And so that got to be so much fun, and we had such a blast that he said, "Dude, like I'm doing the I'm doing the streetcar nationals up in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and I want you to come to that and bring that car." I said, "Okay." And so there's video on uh, on my site and on YouTube 
Um, so when I went up there to Louisville and did it with him, and this time, like I paid for my whole nut when I went to Atlanta. This time, they put me up in a hotel. They su- they supplied the tires. They everything because they it was such a good show. Hell yeah! And so he was like, "Dude, I want you to I want you to partner with me next year because my old partner's retiring, and I'm going to need some help doing these events." And I said, "That's cool and all, but I want to do something different." And he said, "Good because I'm t- kind of tired of this autocross thing." I want to do something different. And so I pitched this idea of doing this Gymkhana deal and combining autocross and drifting and even drag racing into this one-on-one heads-up race that will attract drifters. It will attract these autocross guys with these pro touring cars. And it's liable even to attract the front wheel drive guys. We'll probably do a front wheel drive class. Yeah. And then it seems like anyone that has like, you know, quote unquote street car that they want that they think is super fast, super fun. Yeah. Can do everything. Yeah. You know, you can, you can rip an e-brake in a front wheel drive car and kick the back end around a little bit and, and be able to pivot a turn and things like that. So I think it'd be fine. Um, and the courses, I've got the course posted up on the on the page. There's a we've actually got an adrenaline driving series page on Facebook, and you can go on there. Well, let me say it like this: as soon as I put that page up on Facebook, I had I had a thousand likes in five days. Yeah, dude, I I just checked it uh, before we started, and I think it was at fourteen hundred. I'm like, this thing hasn't been up that. I mean, it's not like it's a year old or something. It's... No, it's it's barely a month old, <laughs> and it's fifteen hundred and sixty something. I don't know whatever it likes. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit two thousand by the time. Well, close to the by the time we have our first. Event. Yeah, is and the I, first event I, for that March? March, March thirteenth okay. and fourteenth. Yes, sir. Oh, it's a two-day event. It's at Beach Bend as well. Yeah. They're all going. All of those are going to be two day events because it's going to take <laughs> it's going to take some time to to acclimate to the course. I think. True. So, like when we do one of those, we're going to get up there at about. You know, the gates for the gates will open at eight o'clock in the morning for everybody to get in and get situated and get their car warmed up and all that stuff. Sure. We will start setting up the course. It's going to probably take three or four hours to set this course up. Because we've got to measure it out, make sure that it's symmetrical. Yeah. And then we're not just using cones. We're going to have these bigger-than-life obstacles that are that are cool-looking. Like if you've ever watched Grid Gymkhana from over in Europe, that's what it's going to look like. So, like one of our big sponsors because of Brian is BF Goodrich. Oh, shit. And we're going we're gonna to try to get them to give us a couple of those 10-foot, round, tall, inflatable tires. To say good rich, and that's going to be one of the obstacles that you've got to go around in the track. Now, will championship so, racing have any fireworks? That's all I want to know now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I hadn't thought about fireworks. That'd be kind of cool. You go, you go, to, you get close enough, or maybe you don't get close enough, and it shoots off a Roman <laughs> candle or something. That'd be all right. Or hell, whenever you have, like, I'm not sure. So, like, is it going to be like a bracket style? for the comp or is it like how's that well what we'll basically do is of course there'll be there'll probably be 50 or 60 cars at this first event sure. 
and the her the the whole first day all day friday is just practice but we're going to have a timing system and so you're going to be qualifying okay okay we're not going to ha- stop the course to have one car at a time do qualifying runs while you're practicing your goal is to be getting faster and faster and faster and so you're going to be qualifying while practice is going on yeah and so that'll be all day friday probably into the night if if beach bend will turn the lights on for it. <laughs> and you know because it'll probably start around i don't know 12 o'clock or so it'll take yeah. us that long with the course set and so that'll be friday and then when uh when we get to uh saturday morning we'll probably start about 10 we'll do a we'll do an hour or two of practice for the guys that are, um, well, no, for everybody, it'll be open. And then, uh, around lunchtime or right after lunchtime, say one o'clock, we will set the top 32 grid and it will be the 32 fastest times. Okay. And then from there it will be, that's where it will get similar to a drift event in that, the tournament will begin and two drivers will line up in the course and they'll, they'll negotiate the course and then they'll change lanes and they'll negotiate the course again. Yeah. And then their times will be on display, but it won't be an elimination deal in that, you know, the winner of that round and the loser of that round sits down at the end of that set of runs the top 16 cars will be set. So you're kind of running against the guy beside you, but not really. Okay. So you're it, still, it, it's you're more still so running the top against the 16, clock. Uh, like that finished. Passes. Okay. So you could Correct. literally set the top time. The person you're going against set the second top time. You two both continue on. Correct. Okay. I got you. If you're the if you're the two fastest cars and you go against each other in the round of sixteen, you're probably both gonna move on. Gotcha. So we're gonna we're gonna keep it so that the fastest cars because it's not and it'll probably it's be not like an average of the two a, of the two runs for like the run that you took from the right side, run from the left side, average them and go. It'll be a combined time. Okay. And the kicker is, too, that we're going to do this heads up, so we're going to do it with Christmas tree start. Oh, shit. So there'll be, a, there'll be a drag racing element in that when you, if, if say it's you and I, and when we leave the line, if your reaction time is, is lower than mine by whatever, then that margin gets added to my time. So okay. you hurt your competitor by you having a good reaction time. I got gotcha. you. Because on the track, there's going to be obstacles that you have to negotiate. But if you hit, there's going to be penalties. Sure. You know, if you hit a cone, it's going to be two seconds. If you if you don't drift the drift section, it's going to be a five second penalty. Because because grip driving is faster than drifting, so you yeah. have to drift this particular section. You have to be yawed out with cameras. If you're not, there's going to be a five second penalty. Now, you, do you, you plan on having all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive versus each other? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I, I don't know that there'll be enough time to have three different classes. Sure. 
I think I think at first it's going to be a stretch to really to have everything a, needs to be in the same class for the first event while you're figuring things out. Exactly, the first event everything needs to it needs to be all rear wheel drive and 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 everybody you know just run what you run until we figure out how to 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 do it. The good news is is that the two guys that are that are designing this course and putting this series together, me and Brian Finch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the drift guy with a 500 horsepower drift car, and he's the autocross guy with a 500 horsepower autocross car, and so the two of us will be able to put a fair course together that yeah, he will negotiate it and I will styles. negotiate it, and and be you could out there. So I think we'll be able to to set it up pretty pretty nice and tight. I think it'll be good. Okay. I hope that a I hope that a friggin' 150 horsepower Miata eliminates <laughs> a 400 horsepower drift car. I really do. I think it'll happen. I'm like, I'm trying to remember who put it on. It was the Optima Streetcar Challenge. I remember going out to, and yep. the top two cars were like a 380 horsepower Evo set or Evo eight, and a 290 horsepower K, Honda K series swap Miata. How funny. That's awesome. <laughs> and like That's awesome. And I it, love that. And it was right after the C seven Corvette came out and it was up in Kentucky. So you had just mm-hmm. tons of people in their C six and C seven vets. And mm-hmm. they just could not touch the times of, you know, two sub four hundred horsepower cars. That's so funny. Well, and there's something to be said for that. You know, if you're spinning, you're not going anywhere. Exactly. So a car that can put the power down is going to be faster than a car that has more power, but can't, can't put it down. So that's why, that's why we're doing it in such a way that there, there is a particular section that has to be drifted no matter what. Yeah. And there's a particular section that you want to grip drive no matter what. And then there's going to be two other sections that it's your choice. You can, you can get around them as fast as you, see fit however you see fit yeah there's going to be an obstacle that's real long and skinny it's going to be two feet wide and 16 that's right (laughs) that's right where i got the idea Um, there's going to be one that's like two feet wide and 16 or 18 feet long and you have to go around it twice so in my mind, the fastest way around it is going to be drive to the end of it rip the e-brake pull a 180 and come ripping back down the other side I just really one of them autocross guys may make a big oval out of it. I yeah. think that that's faster. So it's up to you how you negotiate that. Now I just really want to see one of the turns have a pool noodle that cuts off two seconds of your time if you drift and hit it. Well, it's going to be the <laughs> other way around. There's going to be something hanging that you have to hit, or you have a penalty. Yeah, there'll be a. I think I think the I think the what you call it the. That TV show you're talking about, Hyperdrive, I think they had something that you had to hit. If you didn't hit it, it cost you or something. So yeah. they'll probably, we may hang a, we may hang a hippity hop from a piece of climbing rope or something. And you have to hit that big balloon or something or, or, or it's a penalty. Now I'm just really hoping Farouk shows up for this. <laughs> well, I mean, all we got to do is get the word out, you know? Yeah. We just got to, and that's what we need. We, we've been doing some giveaways with some swag. You know, DF Goodrich actually sent me a swag uh, box full of crap to send away and give out. And 
Nice. And they're pretty cool stuff. There was some socks in there, and there was some T-shirts and some, and a couple of swag bags to pack everything in. And say, and they're those cool little drawstring backpack bags, and say BF Goodrich on them and stuff. So when we, as we get a little closer, we're going to do some more giveaways. But the kicker, be watching on the Adrenaline Driving page and be sharing it up and 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 telling your friends about it because one of our sponsors is giving us some hockey tickets to give away. Oh hell yeah! So. So there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a giveaway here in the next few days, and and they're nice seats. They're two hundred fifty dollar a piece tickets. They're club level. Ooh. There's gonna be there's gonna be about four lucky folks get to go to a hockey game on us for helping us get the word out about the adrenaline driving seats. Hell yeah! Um, do you know about how many of those events you're hoping for this year? There's gonna be four of those this year. They're going to be probably all, probably three out of the four will be at Beach Bend. Okay. Just because, the just oval. because it's a, it's a good piece of asphalt and there's bleachers. Okay. For folks to watch. Where, so it's really, it really seems to be a really good venue for it. Where are you hoping for the other one to be at? Or is that a surprise at this point? No, the fourth one, the date is a surprise because we don't know it yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> the date's a surprise to us. But the fourth one, and it may be the second one, I don't know, but one of the four yeah. is going to be at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Oh, hell yeah. There where they have Import Alliance and all that stuff. That's and sweet. we're in negotiation with them as to whether or not it would be better to have it in that same parking lot where we always drift, or we may actually have it in that massive front parking lot where everybody stages to come into Import Alliance. That okay. place is freaking huge. Yeah. And so we may actually have it out there. We, we just got to figure all that out. We're still, unfortunately still trying to hash all that out. So we just need the Titan stadium to let us have a drift event out in there's in the mill in the heart of Nashville. <laughs> I want to catch them. I want to catch them when they rip the turf up and it's just, and it's, and oh, it's down to the concrete and have one inside. in there. That, is, <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. Dude, that'd be crazy. That'd be <laughs> I will be there. But other than, other than that, I don't I don't know that there's a big enough piece of asphalt to do this adrenaline thing. Yeah. Like even the little lot that they autocross in during good guys and whatnot, it's not very big. True. And we we need some room to be able to do two courses that mirror each other and make them worth having. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, because, well, I mean, you don't want something that is a 15-second race. Right, right. We want, we want 45 to 60 seconds on track. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, uh, is there anything else that you're hoping to chat about on here? Man, the biggest thing is just tell everybody, get the word out on, on both T and D and adrenaline driving series to to invite your friends, to give those pages likes and, and to help us spread the word that it's coming back. It's coming back strong and the adrenaline thing's going to be killer, man. I mean, oh, dude, they both, both sound like this year is going to be an amazing year for for autosport in the middle Tennessee area, really. Well, we're really going to try to do our part to really pump it up and make it awesome. We really are. We're gonna we're gonna rely on everybody to bring the cars and to and to to get out there and have some fun with us. But but we're gonna bring back the fun. We're gonna make it to where seat time is king at my events, man. You just come and you. If you don't get 20 runs, there's something wrong. 20, 25 runs minimum. Just get out there and just learn how to do it. 
Also, learn how to do it. I want to see a lemons version of the Jim Connor grid of five hundred dollars <laughs> or less cars. <laughs> I don't know why that popped you know, into my head, but that sounds amazing. That would be kind of funny. You know, I would like to see about, and I may ask the I may ask the super speedway what the possibilities of maybe doing some kind of lemons event out there with this. So. I'll do. I think that'd be a good time. I that, love that. That would be hilarious, and yeah, I would absolutely go to that as well. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, dude, I thank you awesome. so much for your time, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait for this year. It sounds like it's going to be great. Well, I appreciate it. appreciate all you do, all your great photography, and helping get the word out and all that stuff. And just keep it up, man. Keep it up. Help us, and we'll see you at these events. They're going to be. They're going to be awesome. I definitely will. Thank you, Mody. You got it, brother.